Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, very hardworking, <laughs> goofy-loving yeah, wife and co-host, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. And that's I'm also a little goofy, so I'm glad she loves me <laughs> as well. Hello, everyone. We are recording this episode on Sunday, May 22nd, 2022. It's been a big week in our household. We got a lot going on because yeah. this is a huge week for us. Oh, most definitely uh, working out the muscles of packing. Yes, Michelle's <laughs> been a packing maniac over the last several days, uh, but it's all good. We've got uh, the big move coming this week, and we're very, very excited yes. about it. Yeah, totally excited. But yeah, it's... It's a, I'm, you know, typically I don't think I'm a hoarder, but it is hard saying goodbye <laughs> to something. <laughs> <laughs> not a real, not like you're going to show up on the television show hoarders. No. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's one good thing a move. Well, there's many good things about this move, but one right. good thing about a move is it will make sure you decide on what you want to keep and right. what, what's important to you the most, and that exactly. you will kind of get rid of some of that stuff that's maybe not so much important to you. I know that is. So, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, if you haven't already done so, you'd be invited to join our newsletter. <laughs> There's so many things to join. It gets confusing sometimes. I totally understand it. Yes, please <laughs> sign know, up for the saying, newsletter. I'm say Facebook. Right. I'm a little ahead of myself. Oh, my we'll gosh. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this episode starting off with a bang. I know, I know. <laughs> um, yes, we go through so many things here. It's hard to remember which one we're actually talking about. But yes, the newsletter made its return this week. Uh, just another great way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. You kind of get the inside look of what we have going on. We get a lot of our information out to you earlier if you're a newsletter uh, uh, subscriber. And it just comes once a week usually and that's the only thing we send it to you for now i will say that this week we as i mentioned we have a lot of stuff going on there will be no newsletter this week but we plan on having it back again for the following week that's right so uh, be prepared for that another way to great way to be involved with us is through our social media we're on twitter at hyperion podcast facebook instagram and pinterest at hyperion adventures podcast if you are on facebook michelle what should they join in <laughs> with? join our newsletter i mean <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding <laughs> join our facebook group yes the hyperion adventurers <laughs> facebook group i just, guess this shows to people that we don't cut and paste from every week our opening it is <laughs> Uh, if you don't know that time. already, almost <laughs> nearly four years in, well, I don't know what you're listening for, but uh, yeah, no. and we don't edit a lot, obviously, on yes. this show. We just let it fly most of the time um, just because, you know, hey, we're not perfect. You're not perfect. We just want to have a good time. That's right. So anyway, speaking of a good time, the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group, just a great area mm -hmm. to have some good, positive Disney energy fun for all of you out there. Such great people. There's so many wonderful people in the world, and we're happy that that group continues to grow and continues to share. It really yeah. just always 
puts a smile on our face. Uh, every day. Every day I'm on there checking it out, seeing what people post, and it's uh, always enjoyable mm-hmm. to me. So uh, We also have a YouTube channel. If you want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. We do love hearing from you. It's amazing how we get some wonderful emails each week to you know, just give some feedback, a few questions here and there. And if you all have any questions or have any topics you want us to delve into, don't hesitate to send us a little email note. Yep. Even if you just want to say hi, uh, we appreciate the Mm -hmm. contact in any way, shape or form through the email, through the social media, whatever it may be. Also, later on today, I'm going to tell you why uh, we're hoping that you will connect with us through one of these channels because we have something we want you to be involved with coming up here in the next couple Mm. weeks. And we'll let you know (laughs) about that uh, near the end of the show. If, By the way, if you would like to help support this show to help us with some of the cost it has that we have to put this show out there for you on a weekly basis. Well, there's a couple of great ways to do that. And you get some wonderful swag out of it at the same time. The easiest way is just to go to our spread shirt shop, go peruse through some of the items that we have there from, of course, yes, t-shirts, but hats, mugs, water bottles, all sorts of stuff, pajamas, all (laughs) sorts of fun stuff there with various different logos and various different sizes. And if you want to find us there, just go to spreadshirt.com com and do a search for Hyperion Adventures podcast and we'll come up that way or you can go ahead and just go to any of our uh, our profile pages on our social media and there's a link tree account there and that'll lead you there as well. That's right. You know, and one of the things I think that um, I hear from some people now and then is our name is Hyperion Adventures with an S because I think some people have struggled where they just put Hyperion Adventure podcast and, and can't find things. Yeah, sometimes that can be a little tricky. So make sure right. and add that S yes. at the end. Many adventures. Podcast. Yes. Adventures every week. Adventures every minute, especially with today's show. Also, you can go to our Patreon page and become a Patreon member with tiers starting as low as $2 there. And you get some swag out of that as well and some other things we have planned for the very near future. And if you want to find us there, just go to patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures podcast. Yeah, we love our Patreons. And there's going to be a little something extra coming, uh, a helpful tool that will be coming to them soon. Interesting. I did not know that, but that's good. That's very good to know. (laughs) Awesome. Good stuff. So now before we get into this week's show, we always like to kind of look back at the week that was because, you know, even if it's been a rather tough week or a strenuous week, as it has been for us, we always find those little gems of positivity, of brightness, of wonderfulness, if that's a word, in every (laughs) single week that we like to showcase and it is our favorite thing from this week and when we do this well we always start with michelle because she's awesome wonderful all things great in the world (laughs) she does the best research as you'll hear later today she has the best lists you know she has the best tips which you also hear later today but she almost always has the best my favorite thing from this week so michelle what was your favorite thing from this week well you know um i guess i i'm going to mention two things you know one actually happened a week ago today, but we had uh, recorded a day earlier, so hadn't really mentioned it as my favorite thing yet, is our trip to, our spontaneous trip to Disneyland. Semi-spontaneous. Semi-spontaneous, a day prior. Um, But I think, you know, when you talk about little gems of the week, those are the things you really need to appreciate. And mine was 
this week you made shepherd's pie for us <laughs> and it was so delicious. I loved um, some of the seasoning that you used a little different this time and it was fabulous. Thanks. I, I actually was um, inspired by when I was uh, flying back from Florida a couple weeks ago and I stopped off. I had some uh, layover time in the Miami airport and was looking for a place to get a bite and they had like an Irish style pub there and I'm like, oh, well, you know, how is the shepherd's pie? They're like, oh, it's good. So I tried it out <laughs> along with the Guinness, of course, um, and the shepherd's pie was fine. Not great. So I'm like, you know what? I really am craving a good shepherd's pie. I'll be making shepherd's pie coming up here in the yes. next uh, couple of weeks. And you did an awesome job. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. It was delicious, and I enjoyed it as well. Cool. What about you? My favorite thing from this week, yes, that Disneyland trip, which we will be talking a little bit about mm -hmm. uh, later on in the show as well, was fantastic. But uh, one thing that was really, really um, wonderful for us is that we got the chance to take a little break from our packing and getting ready right. for the trip, uh, kind of midweek for a date night, and went to the theater uh, locally to go see this wonderful musical uh, called Come From Away, uh, which um, won a lot of Tonys and right. was, you know, very highly praised years ago. We got to see the touring group come here to San Diego. And let me tell you, this show was fan. It's one, it quickly Amazing. became one of my favorite right. shows. I was smiling all the way through it. Totally agree with you. It was fabulous. And, um, you know, at first, and I, and I think I shared this with you at first, I was thinking, well, maybe I just felt really uplifted because it's just been, you know, such hectic times and, you know, with the move, as anybody could imagine, there's always some unexpected twists and turns. And I just felt like maybe I just really love this because it was a break from all that. Mm -hmm. But as we were leaving the theater, you just could hear the buzz was incredible with the crowds and how much everybody was talking about how they loved this show. So I think it really did solidify for me that it was a fabulous show and not just something that made me feel good on the moment. It was brilliant. Yeah. If you don't know anything about this, this is the story of this little airport in this little town in uh, Newfoundland, Canada, that uh, when 9-11 happened, you know, the 9-11 happened, they had to land a bunch of planes that were in the air because they obviously you couldn't go into U.S. airspace right. during that time. Uh, so they landed all these planes in this airstrip in a town called Gander, Newfoundland, and basically doubled the population yeah, there. Just even more than that. Yeah. Right. From, from the passengers of the planes that had to be there and they had to keep them there and, and you know, um, feed them and house them and everything for uh, about four or five days right. while they were there. Uh, and so it's kind of the story of that. And it's just a really, really, really feel good story. Yeah. It, it, like you said, the, the storyline itself is, is great. The music is phenomenal and um, the creativity of the staff, how they, they are constantly, uh, it's such a fluid story but they're constantly changing between the same actor being a townie and one and then being somebody who was a passenger that was in the sometimes town. a couple of the passengers right yeah. right yeah so it was it was just really you know such creative uh work on that as well as telling an imagine a really 
wonderful story, you know, that was really true. Yes. Know, that really happened. Right. I mean, I'm sure they took some liberties with it, but right, the basic but story, story is yeah. true. Yeah. Um, so excellent. Uh, if it comes to your town, if you get the chance to get to Broadway or wherever else mm-hmm. they have it, highly recommend it. It's really, really good. It's, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you think. It'll make you maybe tear up a little bit, right. but it's really, really feel good story. Um, go check it out. And if you don't get the chance to see it, I will tell you, and this is not a you know, we're not getting paid by Apple TV, but right. this is a where you can find it. Uh, they do have a stage to screen uh, performance of it that is on Apple TV Plus. If you want to go look it out there again, it's come from away. Check it out. It's really, really good. We also got a my favorite thing from this week from one of our listeners nice. out there on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook page. Uh, and they said it was from Scott in Minnesota. He said, my favorite thing from this week is Chippendale Rescue mm-hmm. Rangers. I sat my wife and daughter down to watch it uh, to a somewhat lukewarm reception. <laughs> After only a few minutes, we were all laughing, pausing, and rewinding to catch all the fun in the background. I can see us rewatching this like 18 times and still not catching all the references. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. Yes. Uh, great so movie. True. Yeah. Uh, we just watched it last night ourselves right. and loved it. Yes. Yes. It, it would have also been one of my favorite things if he hadn't already shared that with us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, really enjoyable. And yes, yes he's uh, spot on with it being good. The Easter eggs are incredible. Yes. Like there are so many. I don't know how you could possibly pick them out all yourself, um, but it will be fun going back and checking it out and watching what it was a, a very enjoyable movie and what it looks like they're set up for possible more to come right. out of it we'll yeah. see we'll see now on to this week's show we have lots of stuff for you this week yes we are going to give a quick recap of our little disneyland trip that we had yeah. uh, on last sunday that was why we recorded a day earlier we'll tell you a little bit about that we have details about how you'll be able to experience an exciting ride through space with the guardians of the galaxy we'll tell you what you'll need to know about that. If you're heading to the ultimate Disney fan event this fall and also want to pay a visit to the happiest place on earth, well, we have some good news for you. We'll tell you all about that. And we now know many of the musical acts that you will have the chance to enjoy during the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Who could they be? We'll see. But enough about that. (laughs) Let's yuck our way onto our main topic of the week. So yes, our main topic this week, you know, we've been kind of going through many of these character profiles, kind of learning a little bit more about them mm-hmm. and their history within Disney. Some of your favorite characters, we've done Mickey and Minnie, we did Donald, you know, Chip and Dale, as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. which is, might be very appropriate. You might want to go back <laughs> to that episode and check that one out. We talked about Pluto as well, but there has been this character that is one of our favorites, possibly our all-time favorite of all these characters that uh, we really wanted to delve into. And that, of course, is the lovable Goofy. Yeah. Who's having a birthday this week, turning 90. That's also why we decided to bring this up this week. And so uh, this we figured we would be the best time to talk about that lovable goof, uh, <laughs> Goofy himself. And of course, when we do these research pieces, well, it's all about Michelle because we know she does <laughs> the best research. She always has these interesting wonderful facts that you know (laughs) i had no idea about i always learned something new from her and i think you will too so let's go ahead and get to it let's hear about all about goofy all about goofy all right 
And this is the Disney Goofy, not my adorable husband. <laughs> not the Goofy, goofy husband. <laughs> you get that Goofy all I'm every just week. Yeah. So, um, you know, many of you might know a little bit about the origin of Goofy or like when he first appeared. Um, and that was he was a member of an audience in one of the films called Mickey's Review. And that was in 1932. And that's why this year is his 90th birthday on May 25th. Um, you know, the, the one thing that really distinguished him in the audience of that very first um, film that he was in was not really his appearance, but the laugh. He had, you know, such a, that bolsterous laugh. And that laugh was supplied by a Disney, uh, they call him story man, musician, former circus clown, Pinto Kolvig. And he really made such an impression with Walt that it wasn't very long after that, that Goofy was going to add it to other films that, you know, included with the gang of Mickey and Pluto and Minnie. Um, and then eventually uh, his own films. But the other thing that some of you may have heard is his original name was Dippy Dog. And um, that actually came from comic strips mm. as when he first got his name. Because again, he was kind of like a the audience member, right? right. Uh, <laughs> um, but then in 1938, you start to see a change in his name. There was a book that came out called The Story of Dippy the Goof. Oh, I see it. Yeah, Michelle's got a picture, a picture of, of right it. Here, yeah. yeah. Um, and then in 1939, a year later, it, there was a change that um, was released in the cartoon Goofy and Wilburn. So his name evolved uh, from the very beginning. But it's kind of funny that he was called Dippy Dog, D-A-W-G, because... Not D-O-double-G? No, not D-O-double-G. But really, is he a dog? Um, and now, according to D-23... No, Pluto's a dog. Right. So according to D-23, Goofy was created as a human character. Um, and that's why he walked upright and had a speaking voice. Okay. So I think that that hopefully he's just a answers human, he's the a question. a human with a dog face? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> don't ask questions you don't want to really hear the I answer know, to. I know. I I I thought I might go down that path, but I think I'm going to stick on to the to the route that I have mapped out here. Gotcha. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. Um, but okay. Don't mind the speed bumps I'm right, throwing in from right. the road in front of you. Don't mind. Just go ahead. That's all right. So let's get back to the issue of his voice, though. Um. And the history of the artist who really supplied that lovable character, his very unique voice. And as I mentioned, it started with Pinto Kolvig, uh, then George Johnson, Bob Jackman, and finally, and the one I think most people, especially nowadays, know is Bill Farmer. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and Bill, um, you know, he, he has this rugged looks, uh, you know, blonde hair, perpetual smile, you know, real Midwestern kind of guy said the hardest thing it was for him to learn was the the scream and I can't do it the yaha hooey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
something like that. Something yeah. like that. That's probably a really poor <laughs> impersonation. But, right, yeah. right. But anyways, that he said was, you know, uh, really the, the biggest challenge for him. But he's also now admitted that um, Goofy really has become second nature to him that, you know, initially and for, for a while, he had to really stop and thought, think about what motivated Goofy to say things, to know how to say it. But he said now he just lives, Goofy lives inside of him and mm. it's just very second nature now. So, I mean, considering you're big into sound, I think you can appreciate the talent that these these individuals have had through the history of Goofy. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I, I'm impressed by any of the voiceover artists that are out there that do any of these things, especially the ones that do multiple voices. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, Bill Farmer himself, he also does Pluto. I mean, right. it's just barking mostly, yeah, but, but, you know, he does, he, he does multiple characters. So any of these, um, and then to also when you have a character that's been beloved and they've been voiced by somebody else for so long and then mm-hmm. you have to kind of take that on and, right. and try and approach as closely as you can to the voice that was there before, um, that could be very difficult. And we've seen like struggles with people trying to voice Kermit right. since Jim Henson passed right. away and you know, some are better than others. I yes. think we'd all agree on that. Uh, but so it, it, it's, it's hard to be perfect with this, but to kind of do it without skipping a beat it's very much credit to all of these voice actors and especially bill farmer right i mean you know the the thing that was interesting one time we went to one of the um conventions and heard some of the the stories behind with some of these voiceover actors you know and one of the things that i know it was more talking about donald duck but you can apply it to any of these characters i'm sure is that they don't say everything right so it's like what words would that character use and if you think of goofy he's not going to probably use in his normal language the most elaborate words and things like that so it's not just projecting the sound of the voice but also taking note of what what scripting would be appropriate for that character. Yeah. What would the character, how would the character react to different situations, you right. know, based on his history? I mean, you know, Goofy and all these characters, they have a long history. He's 90 years old, as yes. you were talking about coming up this week. Um, that means there's a, you know, plenty before Bill Farmer came on and took that role right. of, of how he's been a character, how he's lived within this world. Uh, and, and so you, you can't just suddenly shift it. I mean, I know obviously They've adapted many of these characters for different things as you've progressed mm-hmm. through stories, as we've progressed as a society. But you still have to kind of kind of live within that character's world. Exactly. So now let's really touch on this star's very impressive career. You know, so first of all, there were 49 goofy cartoons. Now, most of them really, uh, you know, came around in 1940s and 1950s. But in addition to that, he's had many appearances with Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. Um, But some of his most well-known series are the how-to cartoons. And that's where, you know, he did demonstrations uh, of things like how to fish, how to play golf, how to swim, swim, things like that. You know, and maybe he wasn't the most optimal instructor, but he certainly was one of the most beloved for sure. (laughs) So always entertaining. (laughs) Right. You know, but one of the things, if you really watch those uh, cartooning styles and the movements, first of all, again, 
very fluid, very, you know, it just kind of sways into the next movement. And, um, but the other thing is you can detect that creative, plausible, impossible technique. Um, and that's where the action seems to be believable, even if it's impossible. And if you're interested in something like that, Disney plus does have, um, some, some, there is actually a story called plausible impossible, but Mm -hmm. you know, also Walt talks about it as well. And, um, you know, really gives an explanation of how they came up with that styling of use, because again, Walt's thing is he wanted things to feel believable, but still be kind of magical. And, and I think that really nails it with, especially goofy. I think he, he, he personifies plausible impossible. Yeah, I, there's no question about it, especially in some of those how-to. Um, right. <laughs> there are things that happen in there that never will happen to anybody in the world, you right. know, in reality. But it's always fun to watch him play baseball or learn to swim or right. to learn to ski or Dance. whatever. Yes, uh, always enjoyable. Yes. So um, in the 1950s, then Goofy also appeared in a, a few cartoons as Mr. Geef, where he was provided a wife and a son. Um, but like way f- after that in 1990s, uh, there was a big resurgence of Goofy's popularity. And that came with the television series Goof Troop. Mm-hmm. Um, and that originally aired on Disney Channel. And here Goofy played a single parent family man uh, struggling to raise his son, Max, uh, who was quite different from the earlier version of Max. Um, now, my question for you, honey, is do you have any idea how many episodes there were of Goof Troop? No, I don't know. I'll go with a million. <laughs> if you were to narrow it down a little bit more. <laughs> I overshoot. You did. You did. 123. That was actually high. There was 78, but I was surprised that there was 78. For some reason, I was thinking a much smaller number. Mm. But also in the 90s, in fact, in 1995, Goofy earned his own full-length feature film, a Goofy movie, and then followed by a sequel in 2000, an extremely Goofy movie. And what are your thoughts about these films? I love a Goofy movie. I think <laughs> a Goofy movie is one of my favorite movies. Yes. I think it's it's so fun and the music is fantastic and I just love it so much. I actually, I, 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 it's, the, an extremely Goofy movie is not nearly as good. It right. is not. But I kind of enjoy it. I, it kind of came out when my son Nick was around us and we would watch it mm-hmm. together and just kind of learn to enjoy it. It was during that, you know, where the extreme sports things right. were the big deal, the X Games and all that. Yes. So it was kind of or based on that. Again, it's not as good a movie as a Goofy movie, but it's it's kind of fun as long as you, you know, you just don't take it too seriously. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you on both accounts of, you know, which one is is much better. Um, yeah. And if, again, if you haven't seen a goofy movie, take the time. It's just, it's really a, a, such a warm family type movie that you will just get something out of it. You'll enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So, um, but then there was another gap of time. I guess goofy was taking a little bit of time off, um, until his 75th anniversary, came up in 2007 and then a new cartoon came out called how to hook up your home theater oh yes 
I love that one. I know, I know. And and we saw it on Disney Plus. I don't think we saw it before that. I, I I'd really, seen it before really? that. I don't know where it was, if it was like on a wonderful world of Disney or, you know, Disney Channel mm-hmm. and they just showed it or whatever. I had seen it before, but um, yeah, being able to get to watch it now whenever we want on right. Disney Plus is really nice. Yes. Well, speaking of Disney Plus, and here's where I thought it was more recent. They did in 2021 bring out Goofy for another how-to series addressing life changes as a result of the pandemic, you know, which I thought was genius. You know, it really takes a fun look at how to handle, you know, some of the challenges that we were faced with as a result of having to be at home. Extremely short shorts um, for that one, but they are, they're totally goofy and they have that they embrace the style of right. that, that of the shorts that from the past that you know of how to do things that goofy did that and i i love them too most definitely so um it, there were just three of them the trio how to stay at home trio it included learning to it includes because it's still there learning to cook how to wear a mask and binge watching and so uh, Disney... All things we've had to uh, <laughs> deal a lot with over right. the last couple of years, yeah. So um, actually, Disney pulled together some real big guns uh, for these shorts. Eric Goldberg directed all three shot shorts and was a supervising animator for How to Wear a Mask. Uh, and of course, Bill Farmer provided the voice of Goofy. And the one thing that made these series really special also is that they were hand-drawn shorts. Mm-hmm. So classic style. And I'm sure they were all done at home because uh, these were all made exactly when the, the pandemic was in its, you know, it, it's right. the, the strongest part of it, apparently. Well, you actually figured out one of my fun facts. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I'll I was just, guessing. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I will bring it in here so right now. It's a fact. Now. It's a fun fact that um, so because they were still at home and it was a hand-drawn process, uh, it did provide some unique challenges. So uh, at, at first, technical director Brandon Blotch would have to hand deliver scenes to the animators' homes individually. So, for example, he would go to Eric Goldberg's house and pick up scenes and then bring them over to the fellow animator uh, Mark Hen's house to, you know, work on it as well. So kind of a unique style of how to handle that uh, process considering that, like you said, they they weren't in the studios together. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I have a few other fun facts about the series. Um, although they wanted to look, you know, be a little more modern look than the 1940s original how-to series, they did decide to edit in original sound from those 1940s and 1950s series into these shorts. So, for example, in How to Wear a Mask, there's, uh, they, they call it a jaunty mask medley on how to play baseball from the 1942 how to play baseball film Mm. that's included in the how to wear a mask short and in learning to cook short not only does goofy wear the same outfit from the 1942 short mickey's birthday party they also use the same music for it interesting yeah, so some some. So that's why I mean, serious nostalgia there, right? Whether you knew it or not, you're wondering why it seems so nostalgic. Why there was some real nostalgia kind of hidden within it, right? Uh, not only just because of their it's shorts that are based on uh, a classic style from the past, right? So it, it just shows how detailed they get at Disney to make something special that you know 
you can still enjoy it not knowing these things, but knowing that they did that makes it that much more special. Kind of goes back to, you know, in their history where, you know, Walt wanted 24 karat gold on the castle. Roy was like, I don't think we can afford it. But Walt was like, yeah, we're going to do it. (laughs) We'll find a way. And they did, you know, and it's just that attention to detail. So, Um, but, you know, speaking of his impressive career in films and everything, let's not forget that Goofy has also had a prominent role for more than 20 years in the video games of Kingdom Hearts. I can't forget that because <laughs> I, I love those games. And there's new ones coming. So, right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Goofy, again, voiced by Bill Farmer in the, in the, these games, uh, is the captain of the knights at King Mickey's Royal Court. And um, there was, it's you can find it on the D23 website, is uh, they did do an interview with um, Bill Farmer on his experiences with filming this. And you could just tell he really had such a lot of fun doing it. Sure. Sora, Donald, Goofy. Goofy. <laughs> so, um, and there's another little fun fact. Uh, Goofy also, not surprising to people, plays in Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And in 19, excuse me, in 2014, the Clubhousers were spending a day at the beach when Pegleg Pete sails to shore and has a note for Goofy from his long-lost grandpappy, Captain Goofbeard. Oh, Captain Goofbeard. Captain Goofbeard, who was voiced by none other than Disney legend Dick Van Dyke. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. So, you know, just a little, again, talk about nostalgia there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and now, you know, we've talked about being able to watch Goofy on TV or in films, but he's also been a big player at the Disney parks. Oh, yeah. You know, even from the very first park opening in 1955, Goofy was there to, you know, welcome guests. And then he's now been featured on some other activities throughout Disney parks. So, for example, you can enjoy the Goofy themed attractions Barnstormer which stars the great Goofini in a homemade stunt airplane. And there's also Goofy's Sky School at Disney California Adventure Park. Apparently, Goofy really likes to fly. I guess so. (laughs) Who knew? I know. Uh, You can enjoy some sweet treats from Goofy's Candy Company at both Disney Springs and Downtown Disney. Uh, You could have a Goofy time at the Grand Slam Pool at Disney's All-Star Sports Mm. Resort. Or have some fun with Goofy at Goofy's Kitchen at Disneyland Hotel and the Good Morning Breakfast with Goofy and his pals at the Four Seasons. And, you know, he also gives Mickey a little hand at Chef Mickey's in the Contemporary Resort. Uh, But one of the favorite things is obviously meet and greets and a fan favorite that we've had an opportunity to do is get a picture with Santa Goofy over the holidays. Yeah, one of our favorites. I mean, one of my favorite pictures that we've ever taken is us with Santa Goofy. Actually, taken at the Walt Disney Studios. We were there with D23 right. for their, was it Light the Season event or whatever it was called. Yes. Um, um, and uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite pictures of all time that we've done. And yeah. Goofy, Goofy's great wherever you meet him, whatever, right. co- whether it's his Halloween costume, it doesn't matter what he's in. He's always fantastic. Um, so personable, and you just love getting that chance to do a meet and greet with him. Right. So, yeah, and Santa, well, like you said, 
Goofy in any any costume is awesome. Mm-hmm. So what's ahead for Goofy? Well, this summer, he's going to be aboard the Disney cruise, the newest ship, The Wish. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to be part of a very special show in the Disney theater. Uh, it's called Disney Seas the Adventure, and Seas spelled S-E-A-S. Um, but the show starts with uh, Captain Minnie Mouse actually handing over the helm to her dearest friend, Goofy. Um, you know, and he's kind of a bit unsure of himself and what his responsibilities are. And it definitely uh, is going to be a fan favorite show on the Disney cruise ships. And, um, you know, we've seen him on the other ships as well. But this is awesome that he's actually going to be featured on the newest ship in a, in a show that he's actually, you know, bringing about other nostalgic characters that are going to be part of the show. Uh, is there any transportation that he's not a part of? I mean, he he is in the uh, flying planes in the Barnstormer or Mickey Sky, or excuse me, a Goofy Sky School. Right. He is driving a ship now and, <laughs> you know, what is it, Seize the Adventure or Seize? Yeah, let's see. Disney Seize the Adventure, yeah. yes. He's doing that. He's at Mickey's, uh, Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway, driving a train, and that. Right. I mean, he is just he. There is no form of transportation that he won't get his get his hands into. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so, yes, he is the man of all talents, right? Yes. And always <laughs> with crazy, goofy results. Yes, yes. So uh, I'm, I'm sure there'll even be more things with Goofy down the road. But, you know, it's great that this year he's going to be on a brand new Disney ship and, mm-hmm. and, you know, just continuing that heritage of such a beloved character. Yeah, we've got many pictures with him aboard the Disney, various Disney ships that we've sailed upon and always enjoy that. And he has all sorts of different outfits that he wears there. Sometimes it's very, you know, I'm out in the Caribbean yes, and I'm relaxing. Beach. Sometimes it's the pirate outfit, right. all sorts of different things, but yeah. it's always fun with Goofy. He's so versatile. He is. He's very so. much. Anyways, that is our deep dive look at Goofy. We get Goofy with Goofy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Michelle. I, I learned a lot, actually. There's a lot of stuff I didn't know in that one. Almost always the case uh, when she does her research pieces, especially into these characters. I always learn something new. I hope you did as well. Um, that was great. Thank, thank you, Michelle. You. Good, good job. Appreciate as it, always. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think of Goofy, if you have a favorite moment with him in the parks, if there's a favorite attraction you love, a favorite short, a favorite movie, whatever. Yeah. Let us know, and we will share it in yeah. the future. And if you can, if you have some great pictures, share it on our Facebook group. Absolutely. Great job again, sweetheart. Uh, Uh, Excellent research. Love talking about Goofy. He's our favorite, and uh, that was really good stuff. Oh, thank you. So before we get into our Disney stories of the week, we just want to reach back, and we told you we went to Disneyland Mm -hmm. last week, and just talk a little bit about that, just kind of share our experience there, because this was a big deal for us getting to Disneyland, because we weren't sure we were going to get to before we cut out of 
right. California and head to Florida. Now, I'm sure we'll get back to Disneyland eventually. We will be visiting back here. We still have family out here right. and everything. But we t- can't tell you when our next chance to go visit Disneyland is going to be. So we wanted to take advantage of a day that we had open for our Magic Key and with reservations available and head up to the happiest place on Earth. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, we were very fortunate. I mean, we've talked about this tip in the past of, you know, if you can't find a reservation, just keep trying, especially closer to the date, you know, and for um, Southern California, if you have too many reservations, I think it's three that you don't actually show up for, they kind of put a block on you being able to make reservations for a while. Um, So I think that's, that's very helpful too, because I think that's part of why we were able to find like a last minute weekend thing where some people, you know, did cancel, but it, it was great then to have, you know, a somewhat, like you said, spur of the moment, somewhat spur of the moment trip to go up there because we just weren't sure, you know, we had a couple other reservations down the road, but knowing that now our move is, is kind of going a little quicker. You're going to be going out there a lot sooner than I am that we decided let's do this and let's do it nice. Right. So, um, so it was all good. You know, I mean, we, we decided let's do this thing. Uh, we kind of hedged on it to the last moment because we have a lot of stuff that we need to prepare for this move that's coming up this week. Yeah. But we decided, you know what, this is probably our last opportunity to do it. So let's take advantage of it and go up. And that's what we did. Drove up early in the morning, parked at the Pixar Pals parking garage, yeah. which was super easy and great. And we walked in all the way to the park because we like to walk. You could take the trams. We like to walk right. in there. And that was fine. Um and got in there and we decided early on when we got in, like, you know what, since this is probably one of our last times for a while getting to Disneyland, let's go ahead and go a splurge a little bit. And right. we did do Genie Plus. Right. Yeah. So we, I wouldn't have ever thought we would do Genie Plus, but it did make sense considering the fact that, yeah, we, we weren't sure we're not sure that when we'll come back right so we wanted to take a lot of pictures which is included mm-hmm. with uh, with genie plus it's not at walt disney world but at disneyland uh when you pay for it you do get also the photo pass service as well mm-hmm. so we got a lot of pictures taken which we tried to take advantage of that as often as we could yeah we actually looked for opportunities right yeah, yeah. um and uh and we you know were able to schedule the attractions as they were going along. It was a fairly busy day at the park, so it was good to be able to kind of schedule out mm-hmm. our day and, and work through it and, and find the things we wanted to do. Yeah, and, you know, the the weather was a, a tad warmer than, you know, what is ideal, but it had cooled down a little bit from the few days prior to that, so that, that was helpful as well. Um, you know, I do understand why p- people, especially if you don't go to the parks very often, can really like genie plus and being able to go to lightning lanes and get Mm -hmm. on quickly and things like that so i thought it was good um found a lot of photo opportunities that i didn't know existed i don't know if they're just newer or what but you know the for example the one we had with our lightsaber training and stuff uh that was you know a surprise to me and and not till we actually saw the actual print to know what we were right. doing <laughs> yeah they, they gave us a lightsaber and they said pose this way right and uh, that was not a picture i'd seen before so i was very happy to get that one taken that was right inside of the, one of the entryways to star wars galaxy's mm-hmm. edge over there and i'm glad we stumbled across that one for sure yes yes and i know they have some others uh, special photo ops uh for the annual or magic key holders related to some of the things that are starting up soon, like the, you know, 
Fantasmic and the um, Main Street Electrical Main Parade, Street Electrical yeah. Parade, and things like that. Um, so there are there's so many things that you could take part in for photo right. ops. So, and we wanted to take advantage of a few things that we, one, there was one thing we, we kept saying for a long time. It was like, we got to do that sometime. We got to do that sometime. And we just never did it. Uh, but this time we went ahead and committed to it. And that was to actually go on the Davy Crockett canoes, yeah. which was a lot of fun. It was awesome. It was very entertaining. I don't think I've ever done it at Disneyland. Uh, I'm like 99.9% .9 sure I never did. Uh, it was they were, you know, safety first, obviously, but um, they made it easy. They made it fun, and I loved it. Yeah, I think I've done it when I was a kid, a long, mm -hmm. long time ago, long, long time ago. Um, but I haven't done it for since then, so it was fun to get out there and do this thing. And yes, uh, you are actually paddling this canoe. You are working as you go through this. It is a little bit of a workout uh, when you're going through you this think? thing. Yeah, I mean, not not like web slingers is a workout. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, web sling. I have more but, tired out of web but, slingers. <laughs> you know, they they do uh, lead you through it. They, again, safety first, but they do want you to actually paddle these canoes through the all the way around the rivers of America. There. Right. It's not the longest journey that you'd have to. Paddle paddle and they're everybody is paddling and, and synchronized paddling theoretically they, yeah <laughs> they, they're trying to get us to synchronize paddle you know and they also do take time to stop they there several times along the way they you know re instructed everybody how to hold the paddle so you wouldn't have any kind of injuries from you know paddling incorrectly so um i never felt like it was super strenuous you know we there wasn't long durations before we would stop for a little bit. Mm -hmm. and But it was fun also, you know, doing this canoeing around these larger ships that were out there. Right. It was a, yeah. I mean, we had the, the sailing ship Columbia right. uh, go in front of us at one point. We, we had the, uh, the Mark Twain, which is the, right. the steamboat come by us complete with Tiana yes. it says Tiana riding on it talking and waving with talking us. with us and waving to us and one of our uh one of the leads for the canoes was you know singing to her right. you know <laughs> with the paddle you got to dig a little deeper right. which was a lot of fun uh so it was a great time and I'm really glad we did that yeah and, yeah me too I think part of the things too we were trying to say in addition to making it you know getting as much out of the day was to try some things that we don't either typically do or have never done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that uh, was a hit. Did that, took a, advantage of a lot of the photos, went on a lot of attractions. We also wanted to go on a couple things that we can only do in California, like the Matterhorn. We mm -hmm. had to go on the Matterhorn again for, right. because we won't be able to do, there's no Matterhorn in Florida. So wanted to be sure we did that. Um, and you know, it was just a good time. Tried some different foods. Tried a few different foods. And we also tried a lot of the same foods yes. that <laughs> we love. <laughs> Got to get a Ronto wrap. Um, but uh, it was really enjoyable. And we did, since our magic key allows us to park hop, we did go over to Disney California Adventure Park, mm -hmm. uh, when we were allowed to later in the day and, uh, did go to Avengers Campus mm -hmm. and something we've been trying to get into for the longest time. And we finally did it this time. We just waited in in the line there for it. And that was the Dr. Strange show right. that goes on there. We finally want, we, we, since Avengers Camp is open, we've been wanting to see it. This time we took advantage of it, waited in the line, got there and got right in the front row, which yes. was really fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it first opened, they were really trying to maximize the experience for people. So they had 
very small crowd, small group get in um, because there are some things with lighting and stuff like that. They wanted people to really be able to be more immersed. And I think they've just realized that people want to see the show. They only offer it, you know, about five or six times a day. So it ends up being kind of like a, a standing room only kind of show. But like you said, we, we wait, we decided we we're going to commit to the line. We got it in line early, waited, I think an hour, uh, to do that. Um, but it was worth it. The show was really great. I would love to experience some time at night. I think mm -hmm. you get a little bit more out of that. Although I think in the daytime, you get to see a little bit more of the show up front itself. So that was good. Yeah, uh, it was really fun. Uh, really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, it just worked out really well. Timing wise, when we got there, the line wasn't very long. We didn't mind waiting because it was something we really wanted to do. We grabbed a couple of our favorite marshmallow milk stout beers yeah. from uh, Pim's Tasting Lab and just sat there in line. You went over and, and got something that we had never eaten before, but I know you were uh, intrigued by it. Right, it's a newer, newer pretzel. Dish. Yeah, it was the uh, was the elote right. uh, topped pretzel. So it's got kind of a, a corn and a little spice, and yeah. uh, so it's a little heat, a little sweet on this pretzel, the soft pretzel, right. and it was really nice. Yeah, I think they said corn three ways, and yeah, it was really delicious. Actually, I thought it, mm -hmm. you know had a lot of nice flavors to it. Um, went well with the beer, and you know for for a snack you know, in a shareable snack at that. I thought it was really great. Yeah. So we, in, we did that and that was kind of some of the things we haven't done in the past that we took. I mean, we, we did a lot of other stuff. We did a lot of different attractions mm -hmm. that you would expect, you know, the Haunted Mansion, we right. did Soarin', you know, we did Mickey's Philhar Magic just to get out of the heat yeah. for a while, but it's still, <laughs> I, I love that show. Yes. I think it's, it's so fun. Um, but it was, you know, and then we, we did something at the end of the day, which is something we've done for years and that is grab a bunch of food right. from some, you know, <laughs> do some mobile ordering, grab some food to go and take it back with us so we can enjoy a little bit more Disney during the day at right. back at home, back yeah. Yes. We got back to San Diego. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, it was one of those days we had, like you said, we started early and, um, you know, we, we decided we'd stay, you know, for a while, but we weren't going to make it, you know, till closing for sure. And because like we do have a lot of things going on right now. And, and but it was it was like a perfect day. It, it was, was just the right amount of fun and activity where we weren't you know, dog tired at the end of the day, but felt like we had a lot of fun, some new and or unique experiences. Yeah, really great. And um, love Disneyland. We're going to miss her mm -hmm. when we're on the other side of the coast. Luckily, we have other Disney parks that are going to be nearby us, so we can take advantage of that. But, um, you know, Disneyland, Disneyland's been my home park as long as I can remember. Yeah. I've lived out on the West Coast almost my entire life. So it, it's it's something near and dear to my heart. And um, it will always be that. It'll always kind of be my home park. And um, it's going to be tough to be away from those parks right. for a while. But uh, I guess it'll just make it that much more exciting when we get to visit again in the future. Yeah, that's right. When I first moved out here, you know, it was Disneyland was more, it's unique because it's the original and you know you can learn to appreciate some of the history but didn't have as much pizzazz as being in Florida you know and which was my home park for so long um, but over the years they have really done so much to maximize what they have in the square footage and everything and whether you go into just one park or park hop 
you have such a variety of experiences to participate in. You know, and this is not to say anything negative about Orlando. I still love the parks in Orlando, but I, I think that is one of the things that makes going to Disneyland unique and really exciting. Like the night before, it's like, I can't sleep because I'm just, I know I'm mm -hmm. going to go there and it's so fun. But it's just like in each of the parks, they have so many things. So whether you want to do all of them or, you know, do some this time that you didn't do last time, you, you have that, you know, even without having a park hop, there's, it's just so many things in each park. It is interesting because they are similar, you know, Walt mm -hmm. Disney World and Disneyland in many, you know, with attractions, some of the uh, areas you go through will look somewhat similar, if right. not almost identical uh, when you're there. Uh, but they are really, really different right. in how you approach them and, and what your experience is when you go there. But um, I'll, either way, either side, um, always a lot of fun. You just approach them a little differently. That's right. So, so, so that was our look back quickly at our, at our quick uh, Disneyland jaunt we had yes. last week. And uh, thank you, Disneyland. Thank you, all the cast members out yes. there who have always made it so special. We will be back in the future. So let's move on to the Disney stories of the week. I do have a few for you this week. I'm going to start with we have details about how you'll be able to experience an exciting ride through space with the Guardians of the mm. Galaxy. Details you will really want to know if you have this planned in your future. As you know, it's it's coming up here on May 27th this right. week. It's opening up for everybody, not just the previews for pass holders, DVC members, cast members exclusively. So uh, you'll want to know this if you have a trip to Epcot coming up here. And this is from the Disney Parks blog. They say it's almost time for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind to launch into Epcot on May 27th. And we can't wait for the world to experience this intergalactic chase through space and time. Before you help us save the galaxy, there are a few things you should know about how to experience this incredible new attraction, which will open with a virtual queue. Yes, mm -hmm. another virtual queue is coming back to the Disney parks. Guests may also have the opportunity to purchase an individual lightning lane entry to the attraction. At this time, there will not be a standby queue. So know that going in. It's it's either you're going to get right. the virtual queue or you're paying for the individual lightning lane. So here's how it's going to go. And it's going to sound very familiar to you if you've done these virtual mm -hmm. queues, say for um, Ratatouille Rise. or Rise of the Resistance or whatever. So, uh, so beginning at 7 a.m. on the day of their park reservation, guests with a valid ticket or pass and a Disney Park Pass reservation for Epcot will be able to check for an available boarding group via the My Disney Experience app and request access to the virtual queue. This can be done before you leave your resort hotel or on your way to the park. So again, you'll have to, to do this. Right. You will already have to have a ticket and a park reservation for Epcot for that day. And you know, if you remember from Rise of the Resistance, <laughs> it's going to go quickly. Yes. So jump on that as soon as you can. But if you don't get that 7 a.m. one, that's okay. You have another opportunity because at 1 p.m., there will be another chance to join the virtual queue for anyone who wasn't able to join a boarding group earlier in the day. Uh, keep in mind that guests must be inside Epcot to access, to access the second virtual queue opportunity. So that means it won't be for people who are park, park hopping. Yeah. That won't work for you. You actually have to be scanned into the park at the time when you try and get that group. Right. So know that going in. Yeah. 
Finally, there's an, an, another opportunity for a certain group of people, and that is for registered guests staying at Disney Deluxe Resort, Disney Deluxe Villa Resorts, or other select hotels. You'll have an additional opportunity to request to join a virtual queue at 6 p.m. on select dates during extended evening theme park hours. So, you know, one of the perks of being staying at those mm-hmm. resort hotels, the Deluxe and the Deluxe Villas, and a couple others, is that you have that extended hours after the right. park closes to the regular guests. And so if you are involved with that and you are have, have a reservation for Epcot, you will also be able to try for it again at 6 p.m. Nice. if you haven't gotten it earlier. Now, you only get one a day, so you can't get it at 7 a.m. and then go at right. 6 and do it again. <laughs> it's only one per day, but you'll have that a chance. Again, guests will need valid admission and a theme park reservation for the same park on the same day to experience extended evening hours, or guests may experience extended evening hours if you have a ticket or annual pass with a park hopper option. So that is the one way you'll be able to do it mm-hmm. with the park hopper is because you can hop over Right. to Epcot later in the day right. and shoot for it at 6 p.m. However, you won't actually have to be in the park for the 6 p.m. window to be able to do it. You can do it from anywhere. If you're nice. out to dinner right. or whatever it may be, you can try for it and still get back in. So know that going in. But you do have to be have a reservation. You'd be staying at one of these um, deluxe resorts so. or deluxe villas. So cool. uh, anyway, uh, and also you can also, if you don't, secure the the passes that way or you just want an easier way of doing this they will also have the pay per ride mm-hmm. you know ability for the lightning lane again those will probably go pretty quickly uh 7 a.m for that one again individual lightning lane i'm gonna guess it's gonna be 20 bucks yeah, you know per guest yeah. um but i don't quote me on that i don't know it might be 15 i don't know but i would uh plan on that if you're think you want to do that uh, either way uh, visit disneyworld.disney.go.com slash genie slash lightning dash lane <laughs> to go find that um you can just go do a search and you'll right. be able to find it there i'm sure for you so anyway exciting ways to experience uh, an attraction that everybody's raving right. about yeah yeah it looks exciting yeah, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. We may possibly have a day going to Epcot here coming up once we get to Florida. Still trying to see the logistics on a few things, but uh, if we are, I'll be furiously trying to get yes. one of those virtual queues for us. <laughs> trust me, trust me. Uh, moving on, if you're heading to the ultimate Disney fan event this fall and also want to pay a visit to the happiest place on earth, well, we have some good news from mm-hmm. you for you. Uh, this is from an email we received from D23 on Thursday. They said, we are happy to share that the opening date to purchase specially priced Disneyland Resort theme park tickets has begun. It happened on Friday. Yeah. On Friday, the 20th of May, it opened up. Uh, so you have the opportunity to get specially priced tickets for those days while you're out there at the D23 right, Expo. Right. That's exciting. That's yeah. Great. Especially since you may just want to go for a little bit of time. Maybe you don't want to pay for a full, full ticket day. or whatever. Right. Um, you'll want a little bit nicer price possibly. So um, I did go on there to check out what the pricing was. They didn't, it wasn't connected to the email, but I did go on there to check. And I just looked at the one park per day option because, you know, I mean, are you really, if you're going to D23, are you going to be able to park hop right. too? You're going to do that much? 
much. I don't know. You do have that option if you want to do it, but um, I wouldn't suggest it. But <laughs> here's, so here's what they are. For one day, one park, it's $97 per day. So mm-hmm. that's just the $97 per that day. The pricey one is the two-day one park. It's 119 per day. Still wow. a deal off of what you know what the tickets normally yes. are. Um, but that's a, it's a little bit pricier. Now it starts where you start to get the deals after that. For the three-day one park ticket, it's $94 per day. For a four-day, it's $78 per day. And for a five-day, it is $68 per day. So as you get more right. in, it starts to balance out a little sure. bit. Now, uh, these were the prices that were on, um, as I mentioned, on Friday, May 20th when I looked. Now, they did say the prices are subject to change. So be aware of that. If you're mm-hmm. listening to this on a later date and looking into this, uh, you'll want to know that going in, that if you go on there and see a different price, don't blame me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the prices are subject to change. Uh, so um, also, these prices are not available when you arrive at the resort. You have to book them ahead oh, of time. Okay. Uh, so you'll want to do that in advance by 9 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday, September 8th, if you want to take advantage of these ticket prices. Right. Uh, they are only available for guests attending the D23 Expo. So only registered attendees will be able to purchase them. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody who goes to the park needs to be a registered attendee. The people, person who is purchasing them needs to be oh, a registered attendee. You can purchase up to six passes for guests. So let's just say two of you in the family are going to the D23 right. Expo. Some other people want to go to the park. You can do that from nice. what I could tell from this, um, from what I could tell from the email. I'm Please don't hold me to this completely. I would double check that when you're booking these right. to make sure that that's the case. But from everything I could get from this, that was the situation with this. You can book it for other guests who aren't necessarily attending D23. However, somebody at least needs to be attending right. D23. And you actually need to go into D23 because they could yank these tickets from you. Right. And you can't be reselling these tickets because mm. they could take them from you as well. That's wow. what they've said. So just know that going in. Also, you will need to make a park reservation at the time of the purchase. So right. doesn't mean you can't possibly change it later, but you will kind of want to have an right. idea of what parks you're going to want to go to on those days going into it. Cool. So that's, that's neat. Yeah. I mean, it's good for people who don't have a magic key or whatever right. access that want to see. I mean, if you're coming to Anaheim, I mean, uh, there's going to be plenty of people who are from Southern California that go to Disneyland regularly. Right. They'll be too exhausted from going and they just want to be there for, for the D23 Expo. They don't necessarily need to go to the parks. They'll have their Disney fill during the right. day. Those are long days. But there's a lot of people that also, hey, you know, I'm there. Maybe I cut out even earlier on a day that I don't have a panel or some things that I want to go to. Right. And I go, I want to go spend half a day at the parks. And sometimes they do give a little perk if you are going into the parks. Like, you know, whether I, I think when we were there, uh, one of the panels that we went to that they gave you the opportunity to go to a special area f- to watch uh, Fantasmic. Yeah, it was a soft opening for Fantasmic right. that we were able to go attend if we want so desired to, to right. go do it. They had a couple times set up that you could have gone there. It was before they, when, when they reimagined it when right. it, at Disneyland, uh, this was back in 2017, um, that we were able to uh, get a, a time because they were going to do two different showings on two different nights and we were yes. able to get a time and go if right. we wanted to go. So that was nice. Yeah. yeah. 
So um, can't promise you that that will happen in any event uh, coming up here, any of the panels coming up here, but it does happen. It does happen. So uh, moving on, we now know many of the musical acts you will have the chance to enjoy during the Epcot International Food and Wine Mm -hmm. Festival. We go back to the Disney Parks blog for this one. They said, we hope you brought your appetite because the Eat to the Beat concert (laughs) series presented by Florida Blue Medicare is ready to serve up some piping hot tunes at the Epcot International Food and Wine festival presented by corksicle starting this july this year they're following the same recipe you've come to love at our uh, at their recent festivals with internationally recognized artists as well as local bands bringing their sizzling sounds to the american gardens theater stage their five-star menus has something for every taste now i'll be i'm going to go through this and i want to hear which of these acts that you want to see so here are the and i think there's some more that are could possibly be scheduled, but here's what they have so far. On July 14th and 15th, it's Baja Men singing <laughs> Who Let the Dogs Out? And I'm sure some other stuff, but that's the one I know. Right. Uh, July 16th and through the 18th is Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Nice. Uh, July 29th through the 30th is Taylor Dane. Uh, July 31st through August 1st, we're going to all head to the mall with Tiffany. <laughs> On August 5th through the 8th, it's Joey Fatone and Friends. On August 12th through the 13th, it is uh, the Devin Almond Project. I think that has uh, the Almond Brothers mm-hmm. kind of uh, thing in the, going on there. August 14th through the 15th, we get a little Yacht Rock with Christopher Cross. Uh, August 19th through the 20th, it's a little taste of Journey with Journey former lead vocalist Steve Aguirre will be out there performing. Nice. So I'm sure he'll do a lot of Journey right. songs. Um, on August 21st through the 22nd, the uh, light and wonderful tunes of Air Supply. <laughs> Again, a little more easy listening yes. for you. <laughs> I, I might be interested in that one. Uh, September 2nd through the 3rd, it's Southern Avenue. On September 4th through the 5th, if you liked American Idol from about a decade ago, Chris Allen and David Cook will be performing wow. apparently together, which is interesting. Yeah. On September 9th through the 10th, Hoobastank will be out there. On September 16th and 17th, it's Los Amigos Invisibles. Invisibles uh, will be out there. On September 23rd and 24th, it's BB Mac. On September 30th and October 1st, it's Stokely. On October 2nd and 3rd, again, back to the 80s for Sheila E. Uh, On October 7th and 8th, it's Mark Wills. On October 9th and 10th, a little Southern Rock with 38 Special. October 23rd and 24th, it's Billy Ocean. Going to the 90s for October 28th through the 31st with Hanson. <laughs> and a little boy band action for you for November 4th through the 7th with Boys to Men. So I'm interested. Are there any of those calling out to you, oh, Michelle? Yeah, quite a few, quite a few. If I could only go to one or two, I, you know, um, big bad, big bad voodoo daddy a little swing music little for swing you a little upside yeah a little yeah. modern swing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. i've seen them out there before um and let's see billy ocean i think i'd like oh, to yeah. check out fun. that so uh but a lot of other i mean sheena e a lot of them sound right. really a lot fun 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 what about you yeah I, I there's a several acts and i'm it just shows you my, my eclectic music stylings <laughs> that i would love to see 38 special and a little mm-hmm. bit of southern rock i kind of like that um, i kind of enjoyed their music uh, but i'd also love to see air supply <laughs> <laughs> i knew you were going to pick air supply so Maybe funny as soon as you said it, i'm like oh that's what it's it is. so funny that i would love to see air supply <laughs> well, we were just talking about that not too long ago of 
kind of like a guilty pleasure, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, we, we, there was a there's a channel in the Melbourne area, not far from where we a radio station, not mm-hmm. far from where we're moving to. It's called the Ocean or something like that, <laughs> and it's all these. You know, soft rock right. music. I'm like, this is that that kind of music I love that I will turn up in my car. <laughs> but if you know, I'm stopped at the light, I'm probably going to turn it down and pretend I'm not listening right, to it. Right. You know, um, just totally, yeah, yeah, guilty pleasure music. And you know, and that same goes for like Christopher Cross and everything. But I also like, you know, the classic '80s stuff. Like, I probably would enjoy going to see Tiffany and definitely right. Sheila E. You yeah. know, and everything. And even Hanson, I would love yeah. to see. Oh, though, yeah, oh yeah, totally. even though Hanson's more of a '90s thing, mm-hmm. um, I would still totally enjoy. Yeah, that, so. yeah. So much fun. So anyway, uh, beginning on May 24th this week, so just in a couple days, you can secure your spot at the show by reserving an Eat to the Beat dining package, which are available uh, Fridays through Mondays, which is when most of these mm-hmm. shows happen. Uh, you can find out more by visiting tasteepcot.com for that. So yeah, yeah very cool. We very may be cool. checking into that. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a lot of things are coming together now in terms of how you can start making reservations for things mm-hmm. like the hoop de doo musical reviews coming up uh, this week, I think yeah. on the 25th that you can start booking at probably around 5.45 a.m. Eastern time. And um, I know that there's other things that you can uh, start booking Lots in of the next couple weeks for like 2023 uh vacations and things yeah, like that. Yeah, they just opened up uh, coming up here. Um, I think it's this week coming up. They're mm-hmm. opening up where you can start booking your 2023 vacations right. for the Walt Disney World Resort. So yeah. uh, be prepared for that as well. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, <laughs> awesome, great. <laughs> she has obviously Please. does the best research, which you heard earlier today. Mm-hmm. She has the best lists, you know, if you've listened to some of our previous episodes. And she definitely has the very best tip. So let's get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, you're so sweet, honey. Well, uh, my tip has to do is if you're staying at one of the Disney resorts and you really like either their mattress or their pillows, you know, and those are things that sometimes when you just find the right one, it's it's like a good haircut, right? You just, you want it all the time. And so um, you could actually have the same thing at your house, but you don't have to like, you know, strip the bed down to look for a tag or something like that. If you really want to know, and each resort has different products that they're using, you can uh, check with Plan Disney and tell them specifically which resort you went to. Um, if it's like with a within a room that was, uh, you know, renovated recently, mention that so that they can give you the most up to date, but they will find out from that resort what bedding that they use so that you can take a little Disney home. Yeah, that's nice. Well, thank that's you. Really good. Yeah, we did this a, a couple years ago. Actually, we ordered. We needed a new mattress, right. and we looked into. I believe what we, what they do at Bay Lake Towers, right. if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes, because we really like that. Yeah, we yeah. really like the mattresses there, and you researched it, and it wasn't a terrible price. Right. And that's what we're about ready to move across country <laughs> is our our mattress. Uh, that is uh, the same kind of style they have in Bay Lake Towers. Yes, we call it our Disney mattress. Yes, right. So, um, and it, we like it so much, we're obviously willing to move it all the way yes. across country. So, <laughs> it's a good bed. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. So, yeah, there we go. yeah. There you go. So, nice. Anyways. 
So, so what about you? Michelle's tip, always the best tip. <laughs> uh, my tip for this week, and I mentioned a little bit when we were talking about Disneyland. And one of the things we always love to do with Disneyland, and we do it at Walt Disney World as well a lot of times, even if it's just back to the resort, is we like to grab food at the parks mm-hmm. and take it either home or back to our resort right. with us to enjoy at a different time to just kind of extend some of that Disney magic even further. Right. And uh, there are a lot of ways you can do this. You know, I mean, some places... You can go to and just ask them, you know, either whether you mobile order or whether you go up there and when you order on site and tell them, I'd like this to go. And they will package it up a lot of times for you to go or they will give you boxes that you can package it up yourself to go. They'll give you bags to carry it sometimes, not always, but oftentimes it's there. However, I would also suggest that just to be sure you can have that um, to make it easier for you or if you have something that you start and don't quite finish, you know, in your backpack or whatever, throw a couple little... uh, you know, kind of the food storage containers in there. You know, they're not very heavy. They don't take up a whole lot of space. You can even throw some other things in there uh, that you would carry with you during the day. Bring those with you. And then, you know, if you don't finish the food, because sometimes some of these meals are big, uh, or if you want to bring something back with you, you can put it in there and keep putting it on your backpack, throw it in a bag and carry it back with you. Enjoy it later in your room. Enjoy it later at home. And again, it's just a way to extend that Disney magic a little bit further. Yeah, that's a great, great tip, honey. Yeah, I mean... when we went to uh, Epcot not too long ago and we just happened to have some of this, which would made it really good to get, you know, those tres leches. We weren't expecting to do that. And it was a wonderful dessert to have back at our resort. Yeah. And what we, we do have done recently regularly with Disneyland is we get some of the, the gumbo um, yeah. from uh, what is it? The New Orleans market or whatever there. Yeah, and that French is already <laughs> the French market. Thank you. Uh, that is already um, packed and ready uh, yeah. in a to go container. So you don't even need to deal with it in a bag and everything. So we just grab that. And we another thing we always do is grab those giant uh, Pim Choco <laughs> Smash chocolate bars. They're like, you know, they're, they're Snickers on steroids right. or whatever, you know, that they made the, they're bursting out of the package because, you know, the Pim particles made them grow, right. you know, from a bite size, and, you know, to this giant, giant candy bar. And we take those home and we actually divvy those up multiple times during the week yes. as desserts they extend yeah. for a few days. So we did that on this trip as well. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, the the French market gumbo is just super convenient. The fact that, A, you can mobile order it, just pick it up. And like you said, it's already packaged to go, easy to transport that way. And yeah, the... And it reheats well. So right, that's nice. right. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great tip though, because sometimes you just want to get back to the resort and, you know, whether it's just finishing off something because you're just still a little hungry then after some time has passed or planning for a meal and you don't have to go to a sit-down restaurant, you can have it back at your resort. Right, especially if you're in a room that has a has a microwave right. in the room, um, you know, which some do. Not all, but some do. Yeah. But if you do, or if it's something that you, you don't mind, I mean, most of them have some sort of uh, small refrigerator right. or whatever. So if it's a cool item that you don't mind, you know, yeah. putting in there, then you can eat uh, cold. That's right. also good as well. So. Even like the smaller, um, the value resorts at Disney, they have... Uh, microwaves in the food court area. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, that's true as well. Yep, for sure. So you can always run down there and heat something up exactly. if you want to, if you want to go through that effort. So uh, that's it for this week. Next week, well, we're going to be right in the middle of moving. As a matter <laughs> of fact, I think I'll be with the day that this episode comes out. 
Uh, we will both be arriving in Florida right. on that date. I'm going to be driving the truck cross country uh, starting on Wednesday. Michelle is flying in to join me after a long work week, mm-hmm. and uh, she'll be flying in on Sunday, and then we actually unload the truck on Monday, so during the holiday. But because of all this, we decided, you know, we, this is going to be a week where we can't bring you a new episode. We apologize for that. But right. the good news is we'll be revisiting one of the episodes that has been people's favorites and maybe you haven't heard in a long time. As a matter of fact, uh, this is going to go all the way back pre-pandemic. Mm. Yeah, all the way back to January of 2020. So we're going to bring you our best of Hyperion Adventurers, our five favorite inspirational songs episode. So you know it's going to be great because it's a Michelle <laughs> List involved in it. It's a music episode, so you're going to love it. Um, if you haven't heard it before or if you haven't heard it in a long time, uh, we think you'll really enjoy this show. Yeah, hopefully. And, you know, I guess it's somewhat appropriate because it is Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. so it'll be kind of a memory blast from the past for Hyperion Adventures yeah, podcast. exactly. Well. I thought about doing after watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers, right. maybe I should bring back the Chippendale episode but we did that. It wasn't that long ago right. that we did that one. It was a, I don't even know if it's six months old. So I thought we'd bring that one back at a different time. Yeah. Uh, but this one's a good one. Like I said, it's over a couple years old. So you may not have heard it or you haven't heard it in a long time. So we think you'll enjoy this one when we bring it back out to you next week. Oh, and the following week, well, it's a special date for us. We will be back with a live episode. At least that's our plan for right now, especially because it's going to be our fourth anniversary episode. Yeah, we will be our four year mark. As a show, and uh, we want you to be a part of that celebration. Mm-hmm. This is what I was talking about earlier, how we may want you to connect with us either through the email or through the social media accounts, uh, because we want, you know, whatever you want to say about the show, whether it's something you want to write down and about, you know, us or about the show itself and how you've enjoyed it or whatever you feel about the show right. over the last four years. Better yet, if you'd like to record something, either audio or video, um, Get those to us. Even better. Yeah. Um, Get those to us and we will add those into the show as well. So um, you can start sending those in whenever you want from when you've heard the show. Um, We just need to have a cutoff date of maybe Friday before that episode airs. That way I can know who's going to be on the show and set it up and have it ready to go uh, for that today. So uh, anyway, you can send those to us at uh, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. You can also connect to us uh, through the social media and we'll find a way to do that there or just send a note that way, uh, whatever you want. Uh, We just really appreciate it and want you to be a part of that episode because you are a part of this show. That's why we want you involved. We do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as for today, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. The very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, we would love for you to sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already. Please sign up for the newsletter. Just a great way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Again, no newsletter this week, but we will plan to be back with another fresh newsletter in two weeks once we go through this move that we have going on. Uh, You can also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun at our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Yeah, great group and love the sharing. Yeah, uh, lots of fun going on there. We are also on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just uh, do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video and if you ever want to contact us again get that inf- get those notes for our fourth anniversary episode but for whatever reason you can always email us at our gmail address Podcast at gmail.com 
And lastly, we really appreciate it if you take the moment to do a review. A five-star review is the best uh, of our podcast. We really appreciate that. And it, it does help uh, bring our podcast to light to other people who might be searching for something similar to this type of uh, podcast. Yeah, to listen to. It, it helps dramatically in that way, in ways that I don't understand, but they're out there, algorithms that are out there that make sure you do that. But also another great way is just tell friends about yes. the show. Um, just word of mouth is a fantastic way for this show to be spread and for we to grow our Hyperion Adventurers. So that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventurers podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.